the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Many saints are so addicted to the things of this world until they cannot let them go to spend quality time with God, the God of all creation. Do you realize coming to God is a privilege? He's the God of all creation. He said, let there be sun. Sun came. Mountains. Night. Day. Rivers. Let there be. And and. And it came into existence, fully mature, spoke it into existence. The same God who created you, who, this God who redeemed you, this God who delivered you, wants to have a relationship with you. Will you let him? And some of you all have a relationship with everything and everyone else but God. You have a better relationship with your cell phone than you do God. You have a better relationship with your friend than you do God. You have a better relationship with your coworker than you do God. You pick up the phone and talk, 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 talk. What if you talk to God that much? You'd be a mighty man or woman of God. Many saints are so addicted to the things of this world until they cannot let them go. To spend quality time with the God of all creation, which leaves them spiritually anemic and deficient. Beloved, we should not allow anything in this world to interfere with our prayer life and our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though this passage emphasizes private prayer, listen, to, listen closely. Even though this passage we've just read emphasizes pri- private prayer, it does not prohibit believers from praying in public. Some people use this text and say, oh, see this? You can't pray before the congregation. You can't pray before people. They're extremists. They, they take the text and, uh, and they take it to the, to the extreme. This is not saying that. There are, some, there are some saints who advocate not praying at all in public. However, there is nothing wrong with praying in public. Now, I do have a problem with people who love to pray in public, but they're not praying in private. If you're praying in public, you ought to be praying in private. If you pray in private, it'll help your public praying. Okay? There are some saints who advocate not praying at all in public. However, there is nothing wrong with praying in public 
and there are biblical references to validate it. You say, give me some. Okay. Ezra prayed in public. The scripture says in Ezra chapter 10, verse 1, while Ezra was praying and confessing, weeping and throwing himself down before the house of God, a large, look at that, a large crowd of Israelites, men, women, and children gathered around him. They too wept bitterly in agony of the soul as he prayed and dealing with the issue of the Jewish people intermarrying with foreign wives and so forth. He prayed publicly. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 22 through 23, Solomon prayed in public. The scripture says in verse 22, then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel, spread out his hands toward heaven and said, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. There is Solomon there praying publicly. Then in, even in the New Testament, in 1 Timothy 2.8, Paul encourages believers to pray in public. The scripture says, therefore, I want, I want the men everywhere, everywhere to pray, lifted up holy hands without anger or disputing. See, so there's nothing wrong with public praying. You need to look at the scriptures and stop listening to, to people. About the same passage, God rewards a prayer life that is aligned with scripture. You want powerful praying, then align your prayers with the scripture, which makes one's prayers rich. When your prayers are harmonized with the scripture, your prayers become rich, they are authentic, and they are powerful. I mean, when you pray, something happens. There's power to your prayer. Your child act up, you can't, even when they're grown, you can't, they, they act like they don't have good sense and hard to learn. They, they're straying away from what you taught. Start praying on them. Start laying hands on them. Bathe them in prayer. Say, I'm finna pray on you. I'm turning you over to Jesus. You know better. You haven't been taught like that. I'm finna get up. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. Father, here he is. Here's Eric. There he goes again, God. Pray right in his face. Pray right in her face. Pray till they feel it. Then touch them. Lay hands on them. Call out and cry out to God. That's right. They, they will see that reverential fear. And I, they won't forget it. And what you grown, you children, when you've been taught better, you are responsible for handing your faith down to your child. Your children. Okay? It's your responsibility to raise your children once you have children in the context of marriage. Say amen to that. Okay. God rewards a prayer life that is aligned with scripture, which makes one's prayers rich, authentic, and powerful. Verse 6c says, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. 
Another insight into this passage is this. You do not have to pray long and repetitiously for your prayers to be meaningful and effective before the Lord. Some people, when they get up, I say, oh, here they come. Oh, my goodness. And they're going to talk about, well, pastor preached long. I didn't preach long. They couldn't stop praying. Now, if you pray, if you got a healthy prayer life at home, you don't have to. If you if you schedule to pray publicly, you don't have to pray 10 minutes. Amen. You don't have to be long to be effective. As a matter of fact, I'd be glad when God's people, I'm talking now to, to the radio ministry, Internet, everywhere else. When God's people can just get up and do what they're programmed to do and not sensationalize anything, not try to impress anybody. Just humbly do what you're asked to do and then go seat yourself. Amen. You do not have to pray long and repetitiously for your prayers to be meaningful and effective before the Lord. Just because you pray long does not necessarily mean you are more spiritual and getting through with God. Verse seven says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen, the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Some people can get so long-winded. Now, when you're by yourself, uh, pray three hours if you want to. Okay, but don't wear folk out. You know, you're on a lunch break and you pray 45 minutes on the break. They can't eat a bologna sandwich. Heard for their many words. Prayer must be sincere. Prayer must be from the heart without thoughtless, meaningless babble and chatter and saying the same words repetitively over and over and over. Beloved, you disqualify and negate everything you say in prayer if it is done with ill motives to be heard or seen by people. You don't do anything to impress people. I'm not here to impress you. I'm too old for that. and I'm too close to heaven to try to impress folk that don't like me know how. That's right. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to press you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to see your life get better as you walk with God. Now let's go down to the next passage of scripture. Matthew 6, 16 through 18. It says, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to be men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their rewards. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men, to people, to be fasting. But to your father, listen, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. What is fasting? What is fasting? Fasting is abstaining from food and the pleasures of this world for personal revival. Fasting is abstaining from food and the pleasures of this world for personal revival. Uh, it, it is for the purpose of spiritual renewal. We, we fast when we need guidance in, in various issues. We fast for healing, spiritual healings. We, we, we fast for physical healings. There are, there are a number of you out there, you have problems. Matter of fact, we all have all uh, problems. There may vary different kinds, but a problem is a problem. 
and you fast for the resolution of problems and for special grace to handle difficult situations. Fasting is not only what you abstain from, but it also involves what you commit to doing. You know, sometimes we say, uh, I'm going to abstain from eating a lot of food. I'm going to abstain from this. It's not just about abstaining from. It's also about what you're going to commit what? To. What are you going to commit to during fasting and prayer? Well, you ought to commit your time, uh, commit your time to more Bible reading, reading your scripture more. You ought to commit your time to prayer, to praying more. There are a number of you during this time, uh, you, you habitually tardy. You need to commit yourself. You know, for 40 days, I'm going to be on time. That's going to be your greatest challenge. You can't get anywhere on time. Pope got to wait on you, if you, if you if, as if you're all that. But you're not all that. Punct, punctuality. What about fasting for 40 days, not complaining? For 40 days, I'm not going to complain to my husband about nothing I see. I'm not going to complain about my wife's cooking. I'm, I'm not going to complain about the dog. I'm not going to complain about the job. I'm going to thank God I got a job. Huh? I'm not going to complain about betrayal. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to complain about what somebody did to me 20 years ago. I'm not going to go. That's a big one. You will be so much healthier spiritually if you just say it for 40 days, and then when the 40 days up, don't start back. Don't start, don't relapse. Then you got to go into spiritual rehab. Okay. For 40 days, you ought to commit to being grateful. I thank God for you, hub, hubby. I thank God for you, wife. I thank God for you, grandchild. I thank God for you, children. You, I, I thank God I thank God for my suit. I thank God for my glasses. I thank God for no hair. I don't worry about dandruff. You know, just thanking God for whatever. Thank God. When this time you thank God for teeth, you just eat, eat, eat. Never thank God for teeth. The, the, the ability to swallow. Uh, uh, you know what? Once you commit to, I'm going to, for 40 days, I'm going to commit to giving encouraging words. Folk, and not just the folk I like, but folk that are challenging and difficult. I'm going to shock them. And I'm not going to just say it without meaning. I'm going to say it in such a way that they felt it. I'm going to be an encourager for 40 days. I mean, I'm not going to be messy. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to slander. I'm not going to throw rocks and hide my hand. I'm just going to be an encourager. Isn't that powerful? I'm going to encourage everybody to come across my path. I was in the establishment just yesterday, and, uh, and, the, and the lady was sitting over next to me, and uh, she spilled coffee everywhere. And I looked at her and said, I'm sorry. She said, why are you saying I'm sorry? She said, you didn't do this. I said, I said sorry because I'm letting you know that you're just being human. And that's what humans do what humans do. We spill things and we make mistakes. And she looked at me and said, why? I took a coffee spill and encouraged her. And she was all right. She was all stressed, about to get all wool out and all that. And I said, uh, settle down. It's okay. We all, we've all spilled something, you know, coffee. And then I came this morning early, and I spilled coffee all over my chair. And then 
I said, Bill, Bill, go get some paper towels. You got to get it right now. We got to get this up because I don't want to stain. Don't don't freak out when your child accidentally uh, spilled the Kool-Aid. You know, say, honey, we spill things. And uh, so encourage people. Uh, For 40 days, I'm not going to make excuses. 40 days. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to do what I'm going to say. I'm going to do exactly what I'm saying I'm going to do. And I'm not going to yield to excuses. Some of y'all may, some of y'all take comfort in your excuses as if somebody going to throw you a pity party on your excuse. For 40 days, I'm going to be available. 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 I'm going to be available when it's time to usher, when it's time to greet, when it's time to be in a choir, when it's time to be a rehearsal, when it's time to be at church. I'm going to be available for Sunday school. I'm going to be available for for Bible study. (laughs) I'm going to be available. I'm going to be available wherever I need to be available. Submission. We live in a non-compliant society. Children learn oft-time rebellion from their parents. I'm not doing that. They can do it all they want. I'm not going to do that. Serve. they don't respect the police. They don't respect themselves, they're rebellion to parents, rebellious to parents and grandparents. But I'm, I'm going to submit. I'm going to have a spirit of submission. So what about servanthood? I'm going to be a servant. Tell me one time and I'm going to do it. I'm not going to pout. I'm not going to grunt. And I'm going huh! I'm to breathe. I'm not going to breathe hard, roll my eyes up like I'm in shock. I, uh, for, for 40 days, I'm going to have a ministry of reconciliation. I'm going to make up with my uncle, my aunt, my in-law. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to bridge some relationships. It's a bad thing when you can't even get together and eat turkey on Christmas Day. Can't even make a call and say, Happy Thanksgiving. You're still mad at something that happened back in 1984. Uh, you're, uh, you commit to being spiritually and physically disciplined. Discipline, doing those things that God has commanded us to do. I'm going to discipline myself to be at Holy Communion and baptism, Lord's Supper. I, I'm going to be. I, I'm going to discipline myself to do those things which are sacred before the Lord. I'm, I'm going to commit to spiritual strength. I'm too weak. I'm frail. I'm fragile spiritually. I'm going to commit to personal revival. God, I want to see God revive me. I, uh, my faith is weak. I want God to increase my faith so that I can be strong to deal with the difficulties in this life. So I can deal with my, the challenges of my home, my family, my children, my grandchildren, my job, my finances, this society. I'm going to ask God for spiritual discernment to, 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 to differentiate good from evil. I'm going to commit to tithing. I, I'm going to start these 40 days to give 10% of my income. And if you've given 10% uh, already, uh, I'm going to give 3%, 5% or whatever above and then sustain that because of God's goodness to me, of who, I, uh, of who he is and what he's done for me. He's given me multiplicity of jobs and retirements and social security and this job and that job. And I'm giving him chump change and I don't even give him an increase when I get an increase. I rob him. I'm going to commit to not robbing God for these 40 days. Look at that one. Amen. 
See? Oh, it got quiet. I'm going to commit fasting. What you commit to? I'm going to commit to slowing down my pace in life. I'm going too fast. I'm in a fast lane. I'm always in a hurry, always busy. Always, I can't sit still, always in a go mode. I come to church waiting on a benediction. Slowing your pace down. Being all there where you are. I'm here, but I don't want to be here. I'm here because mama made me be here. I'm here physically, but I'm not here in my heart. And you act like it when you leave. Oh, for 40 days, I'm going to commit to healthy eating. I'm putting down the pieces and the hamburgers and all the sodas. Now, if that's not your problem, see, I don't have a pizza problem. If I eat a pizza, that's, that's a treat. You say, how, Pastor, how do you eat a pizza? <laughs> Once every blue moon. You know, how often you eat sweets? Now and then. So why more fast sweets than I'm eating now and then? If I don't like spinach, why am I fasting spinach? <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on. You know, you know what your weakness is. You know, if it's chocolate and caffeine. You know, you know where, you know where it is. So, so uh, I'm going to commit to losing weight. I'm not going to tell you how much I committed to losing. You'll be asking me. Some of y'all need to commit to losing weight. I'm not saying you big. I'm just saying you can lose more. <laughs> Won't y'all say amen? Get your stress down, your blood pressure down, your cholesterol down. This stuff needs to go down. So, so I won't be making so many hospital visitations. Y'all going to kill me because you're not taking care of yourself. <laughs> amen? Amen? I think I, I said I wasn't going to do all this list, but I'm liking this list. Because y'all act like y'all don't know what to fast. I'm trying to help y'all have a comprehensive fast list. Not just what you abstain from, but also what you commit what? To. I'm going to commit to not having uh, negative thoughts. To take every negative thought captive. Every time it's negative, I say, in the name of Jesus, cast it out. I'm not going to let it catch root. I'm not going to let it stay there. For 40 days, I'm not going to. And I'm not going to hang around people that help me go negative. You know, some of y'all got negative folk, negative friends, negative relatives. For 40 days, you need to say, I ain't saying now get away from your husband. Don't do that. Don't do that. You said, pastor told me to get away from you. No, wait a minute. Okay. Negative. Okay, taking negative thoughts captive. You know what? Some of y'all need to commit to enthusiasm and excitement. I was in a ministry meeting the other day, and I asked this brother, and I called his name because of being on the air. And I said, how you doing? He said, you know what, Pastor Draper? I'm so glad to be here, and I'm glad to be a part of this specific ministry that he was in. That I was in that I was in as well. He said, I'm glad to be at this church and I'm glad to be at this ministry. And I looked at him. It, 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 I was taken aback because I, that was so refreshing. 
It was so simplistic, but it was so refreshing. He says, he just said, I'm glad to be at this church and I'm glad to be at this ministry. When is the last time you fixed your mouth to say that? Think about that. Where is your enthusiasm? I shall not, I shall not be moved. You're right, you're not moving either. (laughs) Where's the joy? Where's the delight? Where's the enthusiasm? I mean, you, you, want, you want to fill it, every seat up, but when they see the, the joy and the delight and enthusiasm and the energy, man, they say, I don't know what's here, but whatever they got, I want it. I want it. And they will forget, we were in an old location, and this gentleman uh, was, was another color, and he came in, he was just coming frequently, and was in this night service, and I extended the invitation, and he just said, will y'all let me in here? Whatever y'all got, I want it. Just let me in. Some of y'all probably don't remember that. That was so long ago. Some of y'all just came. But he just said, just, I just want to get in. Whatever you got, I want to get in. Just let, let, will you let me in? That's, that's contagious joy. So much so that folk catch it. And they, 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 it's so good and it's so delightful to look at. And some of y'all, when I look at y'all faces, no joy. You, you, you missed and Mrs. Stoneface. <laughs> Why don't you commit to being enthusiastic? This is a time from deliverance. You're going to commit to being free from addictions. And you're going to commit to addressing uh, family issues in your family. You're going to address those issues so that God can work. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.